R-O-K, Tabin. R-O-K. R-O-K, Tabin. R-O-K, Tabin. R-O-K, Tabin. You know, I, I I want to talk to you about your turkeys real fast oh. before we get the show going. Oh, I hate that you say my turkeys, but yeah, I know what you well, mean. I know what you mean. <laughs> I know. There, you know, a bunch of turkeys running around your house, but do you know what a group of turkeys is called? I don't. Besides irritating. Besides irritating and really <laughs> painful. No, besides that, I don't know. Uh, well, it's not a flock. Oh. It's called a rafter. A rafter? A rafter of turkeys. I did not know that. Yeah. And in the 70s, it was called a jive. <laughs> really? Yes, because they were jive turkeys. <laughs> uh, wow, that's just, that's just craziness right that's now. That's crazy, isn't it? No, yeah, uh-huh. Right. Um, so. Speaking of crazy, I was reading, mm-hmm. it, there was an article the other day. Did you hear about the guy who evaporated? Well, he was missed. <laughs> oh, on that note, I think uh, the music should swell and we should get the show on the road. Swelling is eroding or something. I don't even know what that means. The swelling is eroding? No, that's not good. That's not good. Well, greetings, salutations, hello, Mubark Fluff, and hello. Welcome to our little corner of the web, and welcome to all the listening creatures in the Potterverse. I am Barely Normal, and I'm not an Argonaut. We'll talk about that later. And with me is that Brobdigny... Bro, I, I want to say this word. Brobdignagianly popular pup. <laughs> what what yes. is that? <laughs> Brobdignagian Bro- means... <laughs> means large and huge and That's, immense. It's an actual word. Okay. It is an actual word. Brobdignagian. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, I okay. see you and, and learned. That, <laughs> and that Brobdignagianly popular pup. Tabin, how the fluff are you, Tabin? Well, I am now more educated by that. Mm-hmm. And other than that, I am Okay. <laughs> And how are okay. you, Mr. Barely? Well, I'm somewhat better. I mean, obviously, I was rushed to get in today uh, to the studio because, you know, things were happening. And uh, Mother Unit was been in the hospital for the last 11 days. And they decided to kick her out at, uh, you know, 4 o'clock this afternoon. I got the phone call. And it's like, oh, uh, we're gonna, they're going to discharge me. I said, when? Because it's like two hours till I have to record. It's like, I don't know. So, of course, at uh, 5... Oh five, I or at four forty, I get the phone call. We're on their way down. It's like okay, so I rushed out, and of course she's like, "We have to stop and get my medication." It's like okay, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> not that uh, not that I'm trying to get somewhere by six o'clock, but, but okay. okay, good, and but okay, yeah, I did make it, and I'm all set for my epic motorcycle ride nice. through the wilds of Oregon next Are week. Are you excited? Uh, I am excited. Yeah. I actually return. Uh, this episode drops on the day of my return, oh. so I will tell all our listeners about it in three weeks. In three weeks, you'll hear about my epic motorcycle ride. We are excited. And, uh, we wait with baited right. tailies. <laughs> well, that's because, we, you know, many listeners know we record these shows uh, 10 days in advance of release. So, uh, and to plug you for next week, I'm going to plug you, Tabin. I'm going to plug you in, make you into a lamp. I'm a lamp. Um uh, well, yes. Uh, you'll be hosting with none other than that funny bunny, Renegade Rue. Yes, it's exciting. Now, why, why bunny? I'm not. I'm confused. Why bunny? Why is that a thing? Did you forget? I did forget. So, I mean, it's a. He's a. Big... Well, I might not have forgotten, but 
other listeners might not know why a renegade oh. roux is a bunny. Well, any fur that has seen um, <laughs> Rue's Twitter at all knows that every fur calls him a bunny because he's like this big, huge bunny looking oh. thing. <laughs> That's okay, even though he's a kangaroo. Even though he's a kangaroo, but he looks like a big bunny. He hops and he has right. he has big ears and big floppy ears. Yeah. Yes. Well, okay. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, well, there you go. Do you? Um, yes. Um, yes. I have yes. a few things. So okay. one goes like this. Of course this. you do. New York, New York, big city of dreams and every single thing in New York ain't always what it seems. You might find people that come from out of town, buy down, buy down. I know my way around too much. Uh, that's too many people, too much. Uh-huh. So that's a thing. What was that for? <laughs> Why did you do that to us for? Why did you do so, that to us? Like, um, you know, sometimes like songs that I haven't heard in a really long time for whatever reason, like yeah. pop into my brain and I remember the words and I don't know how I even remember the words because I haven't heard it in forever. Um, ah, and that okay. was a song, turns out by Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. That's one thing that happened just now and okay. this morning. Um, so question for you, and I think we've actually talked about this, but it's a question that came up the other day. How high would you have to count before you read the letter A in, like, if you write out the words? One, two, three. How how high would I have to count? Yeah, like what's what's the first number you would get that has the letter A in the word for the number? Uh, I don't know. That's kind of an interesting math tidbit, which we're going to talk about some tidbits later. But um, I don't. You've talked about this before. I feel like we have, but I don't you have, remember. But I don't. It's like um, it's in the hundreds or something, isn't it's it? Even, it's one thousand. Actually, one thousand, one, yeah, because yeah, sand, sand, a thousand sand, a yes. thousand. And how a high would sand. you have to count before you hit the letter O? Uh, four, not one, two, no, one, <laughs> not very, one, yeah, not very far at all. And how zero, I guess, how far yeah. in the alphabet would you have to go before you get the letter seven, the number seven? <laughs> what? What? You don't get numbers in the alphabet. <laughs> so you'd be going for... Right, right, right. Very good. Um, mm -hmm. And I have one more question for you. Okay, hurry up. Um, how often one do more. you empty the lint trap in your dryer? How uh, Every time I put a load of laundry in. <gasps> good for you. Me too. Okay. You, you okay. Um, ding, ding, ding sound. You got that one right. Well, and, and, and here's an interesting tidbit of information about dryer lint. Oh. It's very flammable. Yeah. So if you're a camper, if you take some uh, like a handful of dryer lint and put it in a plastic bag and take it with you camping, that's an instant fire starter when you're camping. <gasps> that is an interesting tidbit. I did not know. Yeah. Yeah. And if you really want to go fancy wancy, yeah. take some paraffin wax, get an old tuna can, put the lint in there and then pour the wax over it. So then you get this little wax cube that's all linty and it just catches on fire and burns for a really long time to start your stuff on fire. Wow. There you go. CEU, another dun 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 CEU earned. Mm -hmm. <gasps> yes. Oh. And, and you, you, do you empty your dryer lint? Every single, just like you, every single time I do a load uh -huh. of laundry with my posies. 
And And what do you do with the lint? I throw it away, but apparently I should be keeping it. (laughs) Well, if you have a fireplace and you need a fire starter and you don't have a gas thing, then yes, keep it. It makes makes wonderful. Uh, Alex, my husband, uh, keeps a bag of it in his backpack for backpacking trips when he's camping. Very interesting. Very interesting. When I first handed it to him, he says, what's this? I said, it's dryer lint. He says, what for? I says, oh, let's see how flammable it is. And I showed him. He says, wow, that'd be a great fire starter. I said, yes, that's why I'm putting that's it in a bag I'm... for you to take with you on your trip. Interesting how all that <laughs> so, works. Yes. Interesting? Yes. Yes, it is. Do you have a challenge for our furs this week? I do. We haven't had a challenge in a while. I do. We haven't. And um, so it goes like this. <laughs> kind of, I guess, sim- the New York thing kind of going off that. But it goes... Bo, 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 skiwatten, dotten, do, do, diddle, and the kitty in the middle. Actually, with the kitty in the middle. So let me do that again. Bo, 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 okay. bo, bo, skiwatten, dotten, do, do, diddle, with the kitty in the middle. That's how it goes. And okay. that's from a song. And actually, you know okay. the whole Menomina thing? It's yeah. it's not part of that Menomina song, but it's like it's all in one big song. So it's like Menomina, do, 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 Menomina, mm-hmm. and then part of it is the bo, bo, bo thing. So the challenge yeah. is to find out what band that is by and to tell us oh. the song. I think it's a ska band. I'm not exactly sure. Mm-hmm. So I was trying okay. to f- find, and this challenge came about because I had been trying. I was trying to find who did this. And if hmm. you go on and search, you get Bobo Boski Watten Dotten, but it's like this mm-hmm. little clappy game song. That's it's like a challenge to do this clappy game thing, and it's like a uh, kid thing. yeah. It's a- it's a camp song. Oh, is it? Bodo skid it and get and quad out and chew. It's skiddly out and and bodo skid it and dat and quad out and chew. <laughs> I think there's a lot of bo 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 things because that's not the one that yes. I saw on the internet. The, the oh, one on the internet okay. had like you do it with a partner and there's like clapping and things and it's oh, like yeah, a it challenge thing. It's, it's a whole thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So, but that's not this song. <laughs> okay, I couldn't All find right. the song. So the challenge is to find the song. Okay. I'll, okay. I'll stop now. Well, I will find stop. The song. Speaking, speaking of camp songs, which we kind of were, and it's not on our agenda of things to talk about, but let's talk about it anyway. I have a camp song that I remembered in my brain from not from very, very, very long ago. And I would like to, it's it's an audience participation. So oh. uh, Rain, unmike, unmute yourself. Unmike my mute. Yes. And you guys are to repeat after me. Are you ready? I am ready. ready. One fat hen. One, one fat, fat hen. hen. One fat hen and a couple of ducks. One fat, one fat hen, hen and, and a couple, couple of ducks. ducks. Do we, we do this in unison? Is that what we're... Yes. Okay. okay. Yep. One fat hen and a couple of ducks. Three baby brown bears. One fat, one fat hen, hen and, and a couple, couple of ducks. ducks. And Three a, baby brown bears. Th- th- what he said. Yeah. <laughs> one fat hen and a couple of ducks. Three baby brown bears. Four rabbit running hares. One fat hen and a couple of ducks. And ducks. Three... Baby brown bears, bears. bears and a couple of fat and running hairs. Fat running hairs. <laughs> we did it. All right. Let's go a little further. One fat hen and a couple of ducks. Three baby brown bears, four rubber running hairs. Five fat fidgety felines. Five fat fidgety felines. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what he okay. said. Okay. So, okay. Well, next one. One fat hen and a couple of ducks. Three baby brown bears, four rabbit running hairs. Five fat fidgety felines. Six simple Simons selling salt from Siam. Oh my cow! What in uh, the? Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. Let's just try six all together. Six simple Simon's selling salt from Siam. Six. Six simple Simon's selling salt from Siam. That. There you go. All right. 
One fat hen and a couple of ducks. Three baby brown bears. Four rabbit running hares. Five fat fidgety felines. Six simple Simon selling salt from Siam. Seven slimy sailors sniffing snooze. Seven slimy sailors slip. I'm out. I am out. (laughs) This pup is done. (laughs) Okay. One fat hen and a couple of ducks, three baby brown bears, four rabbit running hares, five fat fidgety felines, six simple Simon selling salt from Siam, seven slimy sailor sniffing snooze, eight elongated elephants elevated on an elevator. All right, no. <laughs> I'm done. No, okay. I'm done. All right. Okay. One fat hen and a couple of ducks, three baby brown bears, four rabbit running hares, five fat fidgety females, females, felines, not females, six simple Simon <laughs> selling salt from Siam, seven slimy sailors snooping snooze. Eight elongated elephants elevator on escalator. Nine nimble nose nimbriolas nibbling on nine nimbriola nimble dots. And ten two tone, two ton transcontinental trucks traveling from Tallahassee, Tennessee to Tyler, Texas on 22 terrible tires and two tanks of Texaco. There you go. I will take your word for it. Don't make me sing white and nerdy at you. Okay. It's like somebody said to me the other day, I was talking to somebody from uh, a long, long buddy from camp. And he says, do you remember the one fat hen song? And I was, and I just rambled it right off just like that. And he was like, wow, that was, that was a 40 year memory right there. I was like, yes, it was. (laughs) So. Wow. 40 year memory. So all you Mm -hmm. furs, I think we are just proven who is the star of the fandom. I think when you're doing your your songs or your story time, I should jump up and get the whole audience to try and do that with me. There you go. There you go. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah. Especially with you in the background doing weird things behind me. So anyway. Uh, while you're doing that, I'll sing Pup, 12 Days White. of Pupmas while you're Pupmas. doing that. There you and go. that'll like, <laughs> it'll, it'll, might confuse a few first. So. It might confuse a few. So let's get to the past today. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so last week you told everybody you had a bat in the house. And I did. you were very scared from the bat. Yes. Now, do you know that there are lots of myth and legends about having a bat in your house? I did not. Should well, I be scared? You could be. Has anything bad happened to you in the last week? No, actually, okay. only good things. <laughs> okay. Well, then you have landed on the good side of the bat in the house, Omen, oh. and that is that you're be giving you were given the strength to face something bad or difficult. Oh, good for me. Good for me. So, and that the great spirit has bestowed the bat as your spirit animal. Oh. So, Tabin really is now batty. Yeah. Or, of course, they could have just been simply following a bug into the house to try and catch it, and that's how they got in the house. But <laughs> one of the two. We'll say that it was the, the harbinger of goodness to your thing. So <laughs> okay, to my thing. To your thing, yes. Nice. So uh, the Hollywood sign. We talked about that last week, hmm. and I said it blew down in a storm. I was mistaken. That was a story I heard once long ago. But the true story is that the Hollywood sign. America's favorite collection of 45-foot-tall letters that spell out Hollywood has gone through its fair share of changes since it was first erected on Mount Lee. Don't Mount Lee, he might not like it, in Los Angeles in 1923. It was almost lost forever in the 1970s as environmental wear and tear and vandalism, darn vandalisms, took their toll. But the sign was rescued and restored to its original state 
the way it was, not the state that it was in, because it was always been in California. Yeah, yeah. yeah. in 1978. Well, almost its original state. The landmark used to have four additional letters, which I talked about. It used to say Hollywood Land. Oh, yeah. And which we talked that was in the trivia question. While the sign has become synonymous with show business, it began as an advertisement for a suburban subdivision. So okay. interesting. A real estate developer, Harry Chandler, broke ground on his upscale Hollywood land development in March of 1923. Later that year, he invested some twenty one thousand dollars. Twenty-one thousand? Yeah. It's expensive back in 1923, but that was back then it was very expensive. It's, it's also the first uh, time you get the letter A. That's true. Each of the original 13 letters was 30 feet wide and approximately 43 feet tall, constructed of three foot by nine foot metal squares rigged together by an intricate frame of scaffolding pipes, wires, and telephone poles. And all of this material was dragged up the precipitous Mount Lee by laborers on simple dirt paths. There was no no mechanical stuff to get that all up there. They all took it up there by hand. Oh, my. So it was supposed to stay up for a year and a half. But it remained for decades and deteriorated to a bedraggled mess in the 40s because it had become such a recognizable feature of the emerging industry town, the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce and the Los Angeles Parks Department, upon whose land the sign sat, agreed to restore the the sign but removed the land suffix. So there you go. Oh, my cow. Right? We're we're learning a lot today. Uh, Green... Green Acres. I asked our our first to try and tell us who the male lead in Green Acres was. It was Eddie Albert. Did someone? Did some for actually respond? No, 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 oh. no. I looked it up. Okay, but um, they might. They might. They right, might between they, now and they, that episode hasn't come out yet. Okay, it hasn't come out yet. Right, it's exciting. So you know, there we go. <laughs> um, and that show ran from 1965 to 1971, no. and it was very sexist and very um, well. It was this product of its times. You know, you are my wife, you will. And But I've never seen a farmer wear a three-piece suit to do farming. But Eddie Albert did that all the time in that show. Now, Zeppelins and Blimps. There's a we lot of past. Oh, my cow. There oh. is, for me anyway. I don't know what's on for you. Oof. But the Zeppelins and Blimps last week. So I talked about the main <laughs> difference being the gas used in the Zeppelin. Use, Zeppelins usually use hydrogen. But it could be any lighter-than-air gas. A Zeppelin actually comes from the Luftschicksteinecht, uh manufacturing company in germany and that is a zeppelin zeppelin whatever they use oh. whether they make it a blimp or a rigid airship or anything that's still called a zeppelin because it was made by that company so a blimp gets its shape from basically it's an airbag when it fills up with helium that's the shape it gets because of the way the material is a zeppelin and a rigid airship have structures inside it and then it stays the same size, shies, stays the same size. I'm talking like John Connor again. Stays the same size, whether it's full of gas or not. Now, the, the you know, the captain may be full of gas. Uh, now, you may know the most prolific blimp in America. And what would that be? The Goodwill. The Good Year. Good Year. <laughs> the Good Year blimp. Good yes. All right. Oddly enough, the Good Year blimp is no longer a blimp. They replaced all of their blimps with rigid airships. Um, their fleet of, I think they have 25 now, but uh, all of them are rigid airships, and they can use hydrogen or any lighter-than-air uh, gas to fill them up. Well, and you know what's really amazing about all that is if you do not have a blimp, but you have the other, then you've got a stairway to Germany. 
You've got a stairway to Germany. That's right. Now, did you happen to dig in and find the Jason and the Argonauts? (laughs) It was so dumb. It was so dumb. I'm just going to move on and ask you a question. Did you watch Jason and the Argonauts at all? Um, I found a clip. Okay. What did you think of the stop action? So um, the clip I found was <laughs> yes. um, the skeleton fight scene. It's just like the yes. two and a half minutes. That's the classic, that's the classic scene, that's, yes. That's probably why that's like the only clip that came up, I guess. Mm-hmm. It was very painful to watch. It was very painful like, to so, watch, yes. So you're, no, you know what I'm going to say. It was so slow. So like the skeletons, one at a time, came out of the ground, and there were like 10 of them or something. <laughs> and you'd, like, right. one would come out, and then it would the scene would like you'd see the Argonauts like in disbelief and then you go watch mm-hmm. the next one rise and then he goes the same scene with the Argonauts <laughs> yeah. and di- and then another yep. and, and you do that for like 10 hours it seemed and wow but then <laughs> so finally once they they all came out and they started stepping forward at, at a creeping pace yes they take a few yes. steps forward and then this <laughs> the camera would pan to the Argonauts and you'd see them take a few steps back then the camera would pan to the st- <laughs> few steps forward, and then a few. And this went like five times. Like, there's another ten million hours. I'm not going to get back. Right. Yep. Um, but then finally, <laughs> the skeletons attacked, and it was actually funny, cute when they did because then all of a sudden they waved their little skeleton arms around, and, ah! and and it was cute when they waved their little skeleton arms around, and then they attacked, and then it was like a stupid fight scene, and it was dumb. So that's um, what I saw with Jason and the Argonauts. Yes. It was very interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very interesting, very interesting. So uh, the Jason and the Argonauts is based on the Greek myth of Jason and the Golden Fleece. Oh. Which is a classic Greek story of betrayal, loyalty, vengeance, brother killing brother. And like all good Greek tragedies, everything happens like that. And there was also a TV miniseries of Jason and the Argonauts made in the year 2000. So they tried to revamp it. Still, they didn't do a very good job, but they tried to revamp it. (laughs) I I feel like they should do it a lot better now, the way we have computer animation. It would be so much better now. So that's all of my past today, rehashing everything from last week. What do you have, Mr. T? My only... T-Bin. Mr. T-Bin. And what was that (laughs) word? The blumptuantuous? The blumptuantuous? No. Brobdignagian. (laughs) Oh my cow. My only pass today was to talk about Jason and the Argonaut skeleton fight scene. So you kind of you helped oh. in traversing that land and doing that or something. I, I segued you in. You segued me in. Segway. Segway. Not the little thing that you ride around on, but the type is a segue. They see me roll on my segway. Segway. You no, know yep. they all think I'm so wide and nerdy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, so <laughs> okay, I, <laughs> So uh let's get to that's just stupid because once again There's more. I, I can't believe that just well, I guess I could believe it. I mean there's so right. much. Are you stupid or something? Stupid is or stupid does, sir. All right, so we're gonna start in Georgia. Okay. Where a Georgia woman was charged with faking a pregnancy to get paid time off. A woman in Georgia was recently charged with faking a pregnancy to gain time off and identity fraud. If convicted, she could face up to 25 years in prison and a $103,000 fine. Her motivation was to gain seven weeks of paid leave from her employer. However, she was not very smart in that she wore a fake baby bump but didn't wear it well enough that her co-workers did notice that it was fake. 
Mm, and okay. you know, she would sit down and readjust it. It's like you don't readjust a baby bump when it's a real baby bump. Okay. Um, nice, nice frame. I mean, if you're going to go to these lengths, then do it right. Okay. And keep going, but I'm away for just a second. So let's talk a little bit about billboard cheese. Yes, billboard cheese. A Canadian man who found a food item in his fridge that he was moving into a new apartment. It was a single string cheese left in the refrigerator. And he decided that he would use it to trade things. So he wanted to get rid of it. And he placed a billboard ad in a very busy financial district with a picture of the screen string cheese saying, I will trade for anything. Get a hold of me. And guess what? Offers have flooded in. He has gotten so many offers. Some of the strange things, he off- somebody offered him a cat. Uh, someone offered him a different piece of cheese. And the weirdest one was somebody offered him his girl, their girlfriend. Said, take my girlfriend, I'll take your cheese. But uh, he has decided not to accept any of those offers. He's still waiting for the best offer to come in. And clearly this is a man with a very large disposable income because he would not disclose how much it cost him to take out this ad on this billboard in a busy financial district of Toronto. So I guess die with the cheese if you've got some money you want to throw our way, since you got money to burn, send me a send me a check. I'm happy to cash it in American dollars, please. Okay, so we're gonna go from cheese to sausage. Uh, you know, you never saw such a great star. Ha! Huh. A French scientist posted a picture on Twitter of a chorizo slice on a black background, saying it was a picture of Proxima Centauri, the closest star to our sun. He was, of course, berated for such a prank. But he said it was a teachable moment that people should question things that come from authorities. The star was probably the tastiest celestial body in the cosmos. In the cosmos. Indeed. Indeed. Craziness. And now, time for some naked time. We go back to Florida, where crazy things happen. As you know, Florida always seems to make it into this. A naked man tried to steal the clothes off another man by throwing a machete at him. The victim was hit by the handle of the machete and uninjured. But of course, once the perpetrator was disarmed, there was no reason for it to give in to his demands. So, and clearly he wasn't carrying any concealed weapons. So the suspect ran away and the, the person that was the victim did not give up any of his clothes. And the naked truth is, don't be stupid. And that is the news of the stupid for the day. Stupid is a stupid does, sir. Wow. That's, uh, that's quite a... Like, it never ceases to amaze. Always. Like, every week you've got, like, not just one little thing. You've got a lot of things every week. So that's I know, crazy. right? And I, I have a question. Did he keep the machete? Uh, he turned it over to law enforcement. Oh, good for him. Good for him. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I have two very stupid jokes that I made up that I wanted to follow all that stupidity by. All right, then. Well, go ahead okay. with our stupid stupidity jokes. I made these up. So, every fur, I just want you to know the stupidity is on me. No one else. So the first one, and I didn't refine it, but it's something along the lines of a carrot and a broccoli are go bowling, and there's a slim green vegetable in the alley next to them. The slim green vegetable doesn't get a strike, but he gets all 10 pins down on the second roll. So he says, asparagus. Oh, Asparagus. Asparagus. Yes. And he says, mm-hmm. okay, so I made that up it's, and it was stupid. Uh-huh. Another stupid thing I made up, 
Actually, that was a pretty good was joke. It? Oh, you yeah, made that up? Yeah, good for you me. made that up? Okay. I made up. I'm so proud of myself. Um, okay, <laughs> we'll see how this next one goes. I made this one up Okay. Too. How do potatoes grow? Just fine. Actually, they grow tired of ants walking all over them. <laughs> what? I made it up and it was dumb. Okay, so that's that. <laughs> how does one potate? I have no idea. You sit there. <laughs> you just sit there and you potate. <laughs> All right. Shall we get to furries in the news? Oh, I have. Oh, wait. I see. Or do you, you have more? Waiting. Yeah. I. That wasn't my few facts. That's in the notes right there. So I do. I have a few facts. Oh, sorry. Um, okay. And we should have gotten to media, not furries in the news. Sorry. We should, yeah. We almost did that. <gasps> Things are so crazy. We almost oh, did my it cow. again. Oh, I my know. Cow. I always want to skip over media. I don't oh, know why. Media. So, okay. So first fact is. I found out that you called two barracuda fish. Bar- they're not barracuda. Barracuda fish. You know the barracuda fish. Well, two of them. I, I, I know the barracudas too. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. So we know them all. Two barracuda fish are called a paracuda. A paracuda. Okay. Yes. Okay. And the uh, I, I hear the crickets. Uh, the crickets are blowing. <laughs> and the other fact is that I found out that on a remote island. What you do is you try and find the TV island that it belongs to. <laughs> TV so island. Speaking of media, let's do that. <laughs> speaking of media, all right. So I watched Lightyear. Oh, okay. The Pixar film about Buzz Lightyear. Oh. I it was. Infinity I was, Beyond, uh, indeed. I know. I was chilling there and watching, flipping through. And it's like, oh, Lightyear's on Disney. So I turned it on. And of course, it starts out with, you know, in 19, blah, 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 blah. The boy, whatever his name was, Andy, got a Buzz Lightyear action figure yeah. based on his favorite movie. This was that movie. And so oh, it's kind of fun. Oh, yeah. snap, yo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How was it? Also, Blonde. It was good. I liked it. It was, okay. it was fun. Uh, it, Tim Allen did not voice Buzz Lightyear. Oh, uh, someone else did, but uh, did, I think it did, was um, Eva Chris Gabor. Evans, maybe uh, do the Eva voice. Gabor did oh, not. She did. Oh, she's okay. she's long dead. Yeah. Oh, if she, if okay. she was voicing Buzz Lightyear, it would sound like this. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, it'd be a very short movie. <laughs> Okay, and it was like an hour and a half movie or something. So, okay, okay. Uh, also, Blonde Foxy, uh, a shout out to Blondie, came to visit last week, and he oh. brought down a really bad B movie starring Tommy Lee Jones oh, yeah. called, it's about a volcano that erupts in downtown Los Angeles. Can you guess what the title was or is? I can, because I know this movie. And what's it called? Volcano. <laughs> oh, and it's so bad. Oh, it's such a bad movie. Well. I mean. <laughs> So I mean the science the science does not even start to be radically correct. It is so wrong on so many and levels. And this movie scared me and I had to leave the theater or the um scratch that not theater cuz I'm not that old to do that so scratch that. I had to leave the room cuz I couldn't watch the rest uh-huh. of it. I mean er, the other people in the room finished watching it but it was like it scared me. It scared I'm you. I'm a scaredy pup. Oh, well, I mean it's just Basically, an hour of things exploding. 
which shouldn't have exploded in the first place. Oh, well, and I, I couldn't fin- I couldn't get science. like 20 minutes in or something whenever the thing started. I don't know. Oh. I, I, I couldn't leave. But of course, I did that uh, I with that movie, um, Independence Day with... Um, with Will? With Will, yeah. I, I couldn't finish yeah. that either. I was scaredy pup. You don't like scary movies then, apparently. I'm a scaredy pup. No, I do okay. not like scary movies. Even if they're All really right. horrible B... 80s B-rated movies with Tommy Lee Jones. Um, I, I don't ah, do good with them. No. Okay. I like Tommy well, Lee Jones, I, though. Yeah. I also started watching a show on Netflix called Sandman, oh. which is based on the comic of the same name. And it's dark, but it's good. I have to say it's very, is it very scary? good. It's not scary. Okay. So I can do... It's not I'll scary. I'll be okay. It's... It's a... Uh, paranormal psychological type oh, thriller okay interesting so it's not like things exploding and heads blowing up and things like that so yeah <laughs> that's always a plus when that does not always happen. a plus when heads are not blowing up yes, yes which is like on the boys heads blow up every episode on the boys so oh because <laughs> that's the only way they off characters is to make them explode <laughs> well i mean that's sometimes that's the only way it's the only way make your characters explode what have you my puppy friend been watching well we're still watching you know 24 the amazing amit rain what do you think of 24 i loved it when i first saw it nice but you only it's you saw the years you saw the first season yes because i was working at the televisions at a fox television station when it came out nice and so you uh, kind of yeah, had to <laughs> I, I had to watch it yeah. because so they got I to watch it for free the, yes nice very good <laughs> We yes. all got to watch it for free. We all got I mean, to watch it for free, but I had to watch it. I got paid to watch it. Uh, oh, Ooh. even better. You got negative. You you didn't pay for it. You got negative paying for it because you got there. Paid yeah. 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 It was yeah. It, it was a enjoyable way to spend my lunches yes. during work. Oh, it's yeah, so very cool. So good. Anyway, so watching that and um still watching or no, we finished um the real O'Neills. We got through the second season and you know we've talked about this before it's done after second season and you know i thought it was a good good end it was uh, it obviously ended that they were hoping that there'd be another season you know but it didn't ha- mm-hmm. end on a cliffhanger so it ended fine we started watching um a show called surviving summer have you heard of this show barely Mm-mm. Have it's, not. It's another, it's set in Australia. It's about a, but you can actually understand them. Sometimes you have to listen really closely, but still. And it's about, I think it's 2022. It's a really new thing. It's Netflix. And Summer is a girl. So it's surviving Summer and her name is Summer. But ah. it's about, so Summer is this girl, New York girl that like gets thrown out of school. And is, I think the description goes exiled from from all the school she attends. So she's like naughty and everything. And so she gets sent to live with, I didn't quite catch exactly the relationship, but like some relatives or something in Australia. And there's a, it's, it's, so the first few episodes, it was like, okay, it's good. It, it, my honey, I think liked it more than I did. It was good. It kept my attention. I kept watching, but we just watched the fourth episode today. And actually it's pretty good. It's holding my attention. So we'll see. It's, um, We'll see how it goes. There's only one season so far. There's lots of surfing. It's not like a surfing movie where that's like the the whole main idea of the show, but uh, it's like part of that's what they do in this little town in Australia is that is surf. So there's a lot of surfing. That's that show. And then I've continued watching Samurai Rabbit. 
the Usagi Chronicles for Lunchies. It's still Bunny is irritatingly like arrogant and impulsive and irritating, but you know, I still I still watch it anyway. I'm still liking it, but there's that about him. So that's what I've been watching. Now, I want okay. to talk about a show that I think I might have talked about in a previous episode. Rain, you have a good memory about what, what we do on the show, so maybe you'll remember too. But okay. I wanted to talk again, I guess. Have you seen the, it's from 1983, an animated show called Rock and Rule? I have not seen it. I've heard of it. I've not heard of it or seen maybe, it. Maybe I didn't talk about this on the show. So, um, yes, it's 1983. It features song. It's a, you know, it's an actual movie, hour and a half or something. And it's animated. It features songs by Cheap Trick, Earth, Wind, and Fire. And Blondie, it sings that, you know, there's a main character and she sings throughout the show. And Blondie, Debbie Harry, sings for her and everything. Uh, the show takes place in post-apocalyptic United States, populated by mutant humanoid animals. So, I okay. thought, for an '80s thing, it's um, I like it. It's pretty good. I mean, I saw it a while ago, but um, it's it's. I mean, it's a cheesy '80s animated thing, but it's you know, it's kind of furry and it's it's interesting. I recommend you know taking a watch um, and then give it back. And so. <laughs> one of the things is, you know, it's post-apocalyptic and everything. So at one point they go to Nuke York is the name of the state. Nuke York. Nuke York. Okay. But you've you've got a lot of anthropomorphic rats and things running around. And um some of the songs are actually kind of good, actually. So I kind of recommend just if you have nothing else to do, watch that. It's a good, as I say, shout out to the 80s thing. I'll just stop talking now about that. Well, in that case, I think we should get to furries in the news. Okay. Rain, you introduce me with, the, I mean, barely just introduced it, but let's hear what Rain has to say about what I'm about to do. Uh, okay. So every fur, what Tabin's about to do is uh, some would consider a crime against furmanity. Yes. <laughs> um, some would consider it uh, <laughs> yes. a mating call for 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 some wild animal um but what we consider is furries in the news take it away tabin are in your faces. You first should see their faces. Well, I certainly can't top that. <laughs> I top that. Uh, oh, I think uh, I just—I uh. think I just electrocuted my microphone.
<laughs> With all this spinning. Wow. Okay. Huh. So. <laughs> I don't even know how to start. I, I mean, it's just, I'm just, I'm, I'm speechless. Anyway. Uh, so uh, right off the top of the news, uh, Denver Furcon removed Pepper Coyote from performing uh, after he attended a rally flying pro-Putin flags. Oh, yeah. I saw in the Denver chat there was um, yeah, some stuff Yeah, so about Pepper this. Coyote, of course, is no stranger to controversy. Or nor politics. Nor is he any stranger or, to right. politics or things like that. And he has tried on numerous occasions to keep his furry life and his political life separate, but they have since... Has he? Wow. And often... <laughs> Uh, and they often yeah. coordinate or collide and cause problems. Yeah. In response to the videos and tweets made by the musician himself that showed him in attendance at a Center for Political Innovation Assembly in Chicago over the weekend of August 6th, the group describes itself as an anti imperialist organization. The CPI, as it's known, led the meet by flying flags, which include the famous, the infamous Z insignia that is being utilized by the Russian for- forces occupying the country mm. of Ukraine. The CPI Twitter account uh, retweets regularly that sources from sources that Twitter has denoted as Russian state affiliated media. And because of that, uh, the folks at Denver have decided that they really don't want Pepper there um, hmm. to represent that kind of a stuff, which is too bad because he's a great musician, has great songs. And I suppose at some point, Pepper, if you're listening, you you kind of kind of separate the two um, or things are going to go bad all the way around uh we love you pepper we love you a lot but um but things but things so maybe maybe if we want to get really crazy we'll have him on again so all you've heard is pepper has been on our show before and it was great times um yep I forget which uh, episode. And it was right after he was involved with another controversy at the same time. Yes. (laughs) It was right after. Uh Oh, what was that controversy? See, I forgot already. Oh, God only knows. Rain, do you remember? Yeah, it was over vaccinations, if I remember. Oh, vaccinations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like a big. uh, First, we're taking what he said wrong. Anyway, so all you first listen to Pepper Talk on whichever episode that was, some. I guess drop that in the chat or something. I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah. listen to that. And um, Pepper, uh, come um, defend yourself again, I guess, on our show. <laughs> I guess, yeah, defend yourself. Use our platform to help your platform. There you go. Anyway. <laughs> so there is a new FurCon oh, yeah? coming to Las Vegas oh, oh, in wow. 2023. Is it like the same weekend as uh, BLFC? <laughs> no, it is not. Oh, this is in April. <laughs> So, oh, okay. uh, April in Las Vegas, which is a beautiful time to be in Las Vegas, actually. Oh. It's a, it's run by a trans and POC led board. Oh, very cool. POC very cool. stands for person of color, person of color. Yes. And they kind of threw this together at last minute and they give it that uh, their article says, given the relatively short time frame of eight months. To organize this convention, wow. and God bless them, organizing a convention yeah, in like eight a, months. Furcon, that's, that's amazing. Right? Yeah. So uh, their art department is coming up with a new logo with all sorts of stuff, and it's going to be at the, it's April 14th through the 16th, 2023, at the Alexis Park Resort. Now, I don't know where that is in Las Vegas, but we will look it up, and we will be talking about it, I'm sure, as it gets closer and we talk about upcoming events. 
And what is this new con called? It's called the Las Vegas Fur Con. Oh, a very descriptive. Okay. Very nice. descriptive. Yeah. Yes. Nothing Nothing great, nothing special, just M- Las Vegas Fur Con. The only way they could yeah. get more like descriptive is th- if they called it the Las Vegas Fur Con in April 14th to 16th, 2023 <laughs> at the Alexis Park right. Resort. And that would, that would be pretty good. That would be pretty good. And that is uh, all I have for furries in the news. Do you have anything, Tabin? I have lots of things. Okay. Um, anything for furries in the news? Oh, for that. Oh no, in that case, no. But oh, okay. okay. I just have lots of things. Lots of things. I have lots of things too. I own a lot of things because remember, he who dies with the most things wins. Are we going to upcoming events now? Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. So this week, the registration mean, I opened. Barely back. Hi. Uh, this week, uh, just the Painted Desert Furcon registration opened up this week. Uh, registration starts at a mere $65 for attending. It's like a all kitty. All the way up. It's like a kitty because it's mere. What? A mere cat. A mere cat. Oh, a mere cat. Oh, okay. That's stupid. I don't know. Oh, wow. That was a, that was a reach. Was a, a little reach bit, little bit. and a grab. <laughs> so, and then uh, a throw Or you can go all the way up to $450 to attend Painted Desert Fur Con for the super patron level of attendee. Whoa. Now, not sure what you get for super patron, but they should give you a cape. They give you a shirt and a vacuum cleaner. Right. (laughs) And a paintbrush because it's the painted desert. (laughs) So you can paint. Yes. The whole desert. And of course, uh, our weekly plug for Get Out the Float in Seaside, Oregon, coming up in October. And the reason we're plugging this is because it's another new con, and we're going, and we think it's going to be a lot of fun, so mm-hmm. be sure you'll be there. And uh, all of the BFFT staff will be there and having a great time. Rain, are you excited now, for it? I am very excited for it because I am going to be DJing at my first con. Nice. Very excited. So very that should be a lot of fun, or... A lot of misery. It should I guess. be a lot of misery. <laughs> a lot I'm of not misery. Sure, yeah. we'll see. <laughs> we'll All see. you first yes, have to I'm, come to get out the float and find out: yes. this rain, are we miserable? Or are we excited and wagging? We'll we'll see. I, I, I think, think we'll be. I think we'll be fine. We'll be wagging, and mm-hmm. definitely because I, I'm picking a lot of songs that I know he would like. I am so nice. excited. I am so, so excited. Yeah. And barely, are you fun. excited for get out the float? I am. I am excited for a nice local con that we don't have to drive 18 hours to get yeah, to. Yeah, that's nice. And, and you like Seaside. Um, and I like Seaside. It's a fun town. And uh, so we'll be we'll be having a good time there October 27th through the 30th. Now, going on this very weekend, as this episode airs, is Denver, Air where, caution. of course, of course, where Pepper Cody will not, not be. <laughs> and... That's at the uh, Sheridan Denver Downtown <laughs> Hotel. If you're going to go to see him there, don't, don't go because he's not going to be, be there. Disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, also, this weekend in Latvia is the Unicon. There's only the one of them. There's only one in Latvia. So it's the Unicon. Of course, they could be horny. They have a horn sticking out as a unicorn at the International Exhibition Center in Riga, Latvia. Now, coming up in the future. Uh, next weekend, August 24th through the 28th, <laughs> is Euroference 2022. Not, in... No, no, you're not mine. Okay, that was... 
In Estrel, Berlin, 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 Germany, Berlin, 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 Berlin. Also going on in Algonquin Park, Ontario, Canada is Camp Arrowhon, which is also known as Camp Feral 2022. If you don't want to go camping, you don't want to go to Berlin, you go to Philadelphia, Philadelphia. If you don't want to go to Berlin or go camping, go to Philadelphia 2022 at this sure. That's your, two, your three choices are camping, Berlin, or Philadelphia. <laughs> those are your three choices. For my entire well, no, life, those are my three choices. <laughs> you have a fourth choice. You can go to Indy Furcon in Indianapolis, Indiana, at the Marriott Indianapolis East. I suppose there's probably a Marriott Indianapolis West if there's an East. Or there could be a North or a South. Who knows? I have an important question. Am I yes. allowed to eat lettuce at Indy Furcon in the East? Why would you not be allowed to eat lettuce? I don't know. I'm just hoping that I am allowed. You are allowed. You could even eat the devil's lettuce there if you desire. Oh, that mm. sounds like. Let's move on. Let's move on <laughs> to your to your thing. I, you have some I things do. that you I want to talk about. Three jokes. Three jokes. Which you might have okay. heard before, but I have three jokes that it's I want very to possible. do. Rain, are you okay with this? Me doing three jokes? Yeah, three is three is good. good. Okay, so first one. So Andy Brown had no ears, and he was very self-conscious about this. And whenever he would inter- interview a future employee, he would ask him, or her, or them, what do you notice different about me? If the employee that would mention the, his lack of ears, which they often did, it would be a uh, no, no job, sorry. But if the employee would mention something else, anything else, like that popsicle over there, they, he would hire the guy. So it's like, wow, this seems like an easy way to get a job. So one year mm-hmm. at the yearly holiday business party, Andy approached Tim Johnson, which was his most recent hire, and asked him if he remembered the last question he had asked him when interviewing him for the job. Tim Johnson said, oh, well, sure I do. You asked me what was different about you, and I said that you were wearing contact lenses. And Andy says, well, so of all the things to answer, why was that the thing that you noticed? Well, to be honest, Tim Johnson said, it was quite simple. How could you possibly be wearing glasses if you don't have any ears? <laughs> so, so that's number one. <laughs> that's number one. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe I, should, I know. Maybe that was the best one. Maybe I should have ended on that. But we'll see how it goes. So let's do okay. A- Paul, we'll do all three and see which one both of you, Rain and Barely, think are best. And then all you furs, uh, write it in and let us know which of these three do you think is best. Audience okay. participation. So number two, the crusty old Navy Master Chief noticed a new face and went over and mm-hmm. yelled at him. Get over here. What is your name, sailor? John, the new recruit replied. Look, so I don't know what they're teaching you in boot camp these days, but I don't call anyone, anyone, by their first name. The chief scowled. It spawns familiarity, and that leads to a breakdown in authority. I refer to sailors by their last names only. Smith, Jones, Baker, Jackson, whatever. And you are to refer to me as Master Chief. Do I make myself clear? Aye, aye, Master Chief. John says. Now that we've got that straight, what is your last name? The new recruit sighed and said, 
Darling, my name is John Darling, Master Chief. <laughs> okay, John, here's what I want you to do. <laughs> oh, oh, I get it. Okay. 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 <laughs> oh, I get it. I was like, wait, oh, waiting for it. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, oh wait. okay, got it. <laughs> sorry. That's like, okay. That was good, actually. It's a thinker. It's a thinker. It's a thinker. Okay. Not a stinker, but a thinker. Numero trace. Oh, which is French for cow. It's not really, but. um. It's not, no. So, um, late one evening, a Marine pulled into a little town only to find that every hotel was taken. When he finally got to the last hotel, he pleaded to the manager, you've got to have a room somewhere or just a bed or, or, I don't know, a couch. I don't care. Well, I do have a double room with one occupant right now. He's a Navy guy. And he might be glad to split the cost with you. But to tell you the truth, he snores very loudly. So people even in adjoining rooms have complained in the past about how loud he is. I'm not sure that it would actually be worth it for you. The tired, tired, tired Marine said, no problem. I will take it. The next morning, the Marine came down to breakfast, bright-eyed and bush-tailed. How did you sleep? asked the manager. Never better. It was so good. It's like almost the best sleep of my life. The manager was impressed. No problem with the other guy snoring? Nope. I shut him up, shut him up in no time, said the Marine. The manager was so curious. How did you manage that? Well, he was already in bed snoring away when I came into the room. I went over, gave him a kiss on the cheek and said, Good night, beautiful. And after that, he sat up all night watching me. <laughs> and that is number three. Okay. So, Barry well, and Rain, what's it? One, two, or three? What is it? Uh, it's almost a tie between two and three for me. There you go. There you go. Hmm. I'd have to say number two because it took me a while to get it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Nice. Jokes that make me think and, and I get it after the fact tend to be, sit with me better. Nice. nice. So, You're not going to forget yes. that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no I'm not, go. darling. No, cool. I'm not. No. Very cool. So all you no. furs write in and let us know. One, two, or three. Maybe I'll one, um, two, or three. Also post a poll in the BFFT chat. Well, you can out. post the poll when this drops on August 20th. I will write a note because that's a little right, ways away. Because you will forget. <laughs> I know. That's 10 days away. 10 days away. Okay. Well, you know what? Uh normally this would be our math section or our story section. And Tabin today sent me a message and said, hey, Barely, why don't you do something with did math I? this week? <laughs> you did. Okay. And uh, you did. You put that in the notes, actually. Did I? You said, you did. You said, Barely, do math. Did I? And I did. You did. I, I took it out because I put my math stuff in there. Oh, so, well, it's a good thing that I didn't prepare this big, huge math thing because I totally forgot about that. Did you prepare a big, huge I math thing? I did not. Okay, good, good. This like works out so amazingly great. I love this. (laughs) Okay, all right. So here are some interesting math facts and tidbits, tidbits, tidbits that I found and I thought would be interesting to talk about. And uh, we can talk about these things, you and I, and here we go. So if you multiply all ones you will always get a palindromic number as an answer. This is true. This is true. So like if you t- multiply one times one, you get one, which is, of course, a palindrome because it's the Just same forward backwards. <laughs> 11 times 11 is 121 or 121. 
111 times 111 equals 12321. Mm-hmm. So on and so forth, if you go up 1111 times 1111 equals 1234321, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. No matter how high up you go, the numbers will be palindromic. And you know, it's actually, what's really interesting, well, there's lots of things interesting yeah. about that, obviously. But one of the things that's interesting is it's actually not hard to prove. You don't need like some no. crazy calculus math or anything to, to prove it. Just some, some basic um, knowledge of like numbers and stuff. So that's actually yeah. pretty interesting too. It, it is an interesting thing. So, you know what, a, you know, on a dice, a, so a dice is actually two yes. or more than two. Yes. That's the plural of die, which is one. It, and the plural one. of sheep is sheep. That's true. And the plural of squirrel is squirrels, just in case you wanted and to know. And the um, plural of barely <laughs> is amazing awesome bear fat it's fat that's what it is the plural <laughs> plural of the barely is fat. so all you first write in so. which one do you think the plural of barely is fat or amazing wonderful amazing bear <laughs> yes okay so if you look at a die you know there's there's four if, six if sides you look at a die then you're in a morgue Right. So there are six sides on a die. Yes. But the opposite sides of the die always add up to seven. Oh, okay. Okay. They, okay. So, so like one, two, three, yeah. four, it goes around clockwise. It's just opposites may add up to seven. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, it's very simple. Yeah. So uh, we talked before about uh, numbers and letters and things like that. So Lures. every odd number when written in English contains the letter E. Oh, did not know. Did you that. know that? I did not know that. You Are there even that. numbers yeah. that have the letter E? Like, is it restricted to odd numbers? No, uh, two, six, four, eight. No, E six, eight has an E. Eight has an E. Okay, but but yeah. every odd but, number but for sure. Every does. odd number, okay. but every even number does not. Now, here's an interesting fact. You've you've played with a deck of cards, I'm sure, right? I threw it at the mailman. Okay, so. If you count up the number of letters, <laughs> you both, both you and Rain were like, I didn't even flinch. Okay, no, because you know we never know what you're throwing at the mailman or at the turkeys or at the spiders oh or, or all the, the things around your it. house. Yes, <laughs> or used to it. If you count up the numbers of letters in the thirteen different playing cards, so you spell them out: Ace, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, Jack, Queen, King. If you count all the letters in those words, you get it's 52 letters. No, you don't. Really? Yes, you do. Because that number 52 is special because... Because that's the number of cards in a deck of cards. I wonder if they did that on purpose. I don't think so. I think it's just one of those... Coincidence things. Those those funny little coincidence. You are a funny little coincidence. I am. So did you know that the number 18, we're talking about math tidbits here. Number 18 is the only number that is twice the sum of its digits. The only one in the world. Only one in the world. That's right. 100 isn't. So, one isn't. No. No. Negative nope. 52,000.629 isn't. Well, it might be, but we know that 18 is the only one that actually is. Okay. But I mean, if you came up with some strange numbers and some some strange Tabin math, you might come up with a different way of doing this. Did you know that there are things called the surreal numbers? They are surreal. No, that's what you put in a bowl when you have breakfast. 
Surreal Numbers. That should be the name of a breakfast cereal. Surreal Numbers. There you go. Surreal Numbers. There you go. <laughs> you know what, uh, okay, that's up to your next task, Barely, is to make this a thing, make it a cereal, <laughs> and sell it make with it um, your new book, Sand in My Fur. It'll come as a package deal. Sand in My Fur. <laughs> package de- Yes. A package of uh, a book and surreal numbers. All right. Nice. Very nice. Very nice. So the word hundred, you mentioned hundred before, comes from the old Norse word hundrath, which actually represents 120, not a hundred. So that's kind of odd that they would have done that. So does and does that mean it has the letter E since it's odd? <laughs> it probably does, yes. Uh in France, and we're going back to France now, a pie chart is referred to as a camembert. Isn't chart. Like, so it's a cheese? <laughs> it's a cheese chart. I mean, in America, it's pie. In France, it's, it's cheese. cheese. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. okay. A camembert chart. Hmm. Now, uh, Rain is going to argue with me on this little tidbit. So we're Let's, going to have a little discussion. Let's have a Not controversy. So argue, it's about time it's just to just expand. It's about time expand. we have more controversy. Remember when we had controversy before on the show? It's time for more controversy. More controversy. Oh, no. So Jiffy is an actual unit of time. And it's also a loop. It, it's, like it's also a lube. Cars do it, yes. Um, it, it, for your car. And um, if you want to talk about a different kind of lube, listen to my other podcast. Now, uh, Jiffy means one one hundredth of a second, or so says the advertisement that I read this on. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. it, depen- it depends on what your your point of view is or your, your reference for this. Um, hmm. So in like electronics, Jiffy is the period of alternating currents power cycle. So one sixtieth or one fiftieth, depending on where your mains power supplies are. Hmm. Uh, in computing, Jiffy was originally the time between two ticks of the system timer interrupt. Like a uh, it's not an absolute. Yeah, it's not an absolute time uh, interval unit since its duration depends on the clock interrupt frequency of the particular hardware. Clock platform. interrupt frequency. Yes. Wow. Wow. And then. Early microcomputer systems, such as the Commodore 64 <gasps> and many game consoles. That is old school cow. Yes, the old school. That's my first computer, Commodore 64. Oh uh, had standard vertical frequency of either 59.94 hertz for NTSC or 50 for PAL. That definitely hurts for... me. Yes. <laughs> so Jiffy values for various Linux versions of the platforms have typically varied between 1 millisecond and 10 milliseconds with 10 milliseconds reported as an increasingly common standard in the oh jargon my file. Oh how the wow. nerd CEUs are and increasing. Then there's wow. also Stratus VOS is it uh, uses the Jiffy <laughs> at 11565563 seconds. Wow, that's specific. Uh, yes, to wow. express the date and time. So the number huh. of Jiffies elapsed since the 1st of January 1980. Uh, at zero 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 Greenwich oh, Mean Time, my cow. Stratus also defines the micro jiffy as being one sixty five thousand five hundred and thirty sixth of a regular jiffy. And wow! Yes, of a regular and then jiffy. also <laughs> jiffy is also uh, the interval popcorn. used for yeah popcorn. <laughs> it's also the interval used in computer animation method of defining playback rate. Uh, with the delay interval between individual frames specified as one one hundredth of a second, wow. so ten milliseconds jiffies, particularly in Autodesk uh, Animator .fli sequences, were animated, and CompuServe GIF images, CompuServe, <laughs> uh, all were images, all were 
you know, one one hundredth of a second in between the the frames. Wow! And then the very last thing, ah, yes, the speed of light and vacuum. Oh my! Uh, provides a convenient universal relationship oh between the distance. Uh, so in physics, particularly in quantum physics, and often in chemistry, a jiffy is defined as the time taken for light to travel some specified distance. In astrophysics and in quantum physics, a jiffy is designed, uh, <laughs> defined by Edward R. Harrison as the time it takes for light to travel one Fermi, which Fermi. is approximately the one size Fermi. of a nucleon. So one Fermi wow. is 10 to the 15th power okay. <laughs> meters. Uh, so a jiffy is about three times 10 to the 24 seconds. Wow. Uh, and I know one other yes. point of view of Jiffy. It's when you have a tiny, tiny, tiny jar of peanut butter, it's a Jiffy. Yes. That's Jiff. Because it's too small for the iffy. It's, it's, that would be very iffy if you were going to go that route. That was my yes. nerdy pup earsy sister. mothers, crazy. choose Jiffy. Yes. Crazy. Yes. Welcome to Barely Forecasting featuring science. Um, and nerd. We have. Nerd. Because science. Nerd. Because, because aliens. Because aliens. Is going to sue us for using his catchphrase. What about yes. Dolly Parton? Uh, she is not Jiffy. Oh, no. Okay, good. Good. Making sure. She is not Jiffy. Nothing she about is, her is Jiffy. No, she is um, largely not Jiffy. Did you know? Well, yes, we did, you did know. <laughs> we talked about this before. What? Yes. Okay. So trivia for both of you first. Yes. Yes. And all you first yes. out there, participation stuff. So uh, let me phrase this as what song is most not correctly attributed to the correct singer who is Dolly Parton? Oh, isn't it Jolene? I don't even know that mm. song, but no. Oh, I th I, I've heard this oh, before, but oh, I, uh, uh, I will always love you. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. because every like you've got all these amazing like renditions, and I think they think um, uh, Aretha Franklin did was the originator, and they also think that Whitney Houston was the originator, but it was Dolly Parton. So all you furs, yep. so many. Yep. There are so many CEUs earned right now. Right, and Indeed. she, my mama raccoon, was a very big. Uh, Dolly you know, fan? Uh, Dolly Parton fan, ah, yes. Yeah. I listened to a lot of Dolly Parton growing up when I was a little well, raccoon. Well, she wrote that She wrote that for Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. Oh, yeah. I yeah, always yes. love you. As was the song Hard Candy Christmas, which was not a Christmas song at all. What was it? Was it a hard candy? It, it was a hard candy. It was like, so what she was talking about, and the, so they play it at Christmas time all the time, but it's mm -hmm. not a Christmas song. It's not. Because in the movie and in the play, The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, she's singing about how the whorehouse has been shut down by the, by the, the whatever. And so she's going to go out and do other things. And she's saying that it's just like being at a hard candy Christmas. And a hard candy Christmas term meant that you were so poor, the only gifts you got were hard, hard candies. Oh, mm -hmm. Jolly Ranchers and things. Yeah. So that's what a hard uh, candy Christmas ribbon is. ribbon candy. It's, ribbon candy. Ribbon candy yeah. is the is the preferred Christmas candy for hard <laughs> candy Christmas. It's also the preferred candy for her frogs. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. The ribbit candy. Um, so ribbit, my grandma, ribbon. <laughs> my grandma always had a bowl of ribbon candy out, in, and we lived in New Jersey, so Mine it's too. very humid in New Jersey. So the bowl of candy 
was just you could literally pick it up out of the bowl and it was just the whole bowl all stuck yep. together in oh, one big clump. One big clump. <laughs> My grandmother did the same thing. Yep. <laughs> you know what some you know what someone should do then is for like the ultimate quote unquote ultimate Christmas movie, they should have a hard what's it called? What do you just say? It's candy Christmas. Hard candy Christmas. They should have Hard Candy Christmas playing continuously in the background of Die Hard, and that would be the ultimate Christmas movie. The Die Hard Candy Christmas. Die Hard Candy, candy Christmas. Candy Christmas. That's a mosh-up that I'd like to see. Because, yeah. you know, Die Hard yeah. is the ultimate Christmas show. So It is yes. the ultimate Christmas movie. <laughs> well, there's a lot of argument as to whether it's a Christmas movie or not. Um, you know, well, I mean, that's, <laughs> we have an entire episode. It's, it's, we have an entire episode about that. Anyway, Tabin, I think it's time we, unless you've got something else, I think it's time we end our show. I better not have anything else or else that would make every fur go crazy and go run away. And they would sing Manamana and um, New York, New York, Big City Dreams and everything in New York and everyone. And, and um, um, my segue is rolling around because I'm white and nerdy and... I don't... Okay, bye. I hear the sound of the closing music, so let's go with that. <laughs> That's right. We need to say goodbye to our listeners. Uh, I, again, I mentioned I'll be on vacation next week, so Tabin, your guest co-host will be, of course, who? Renegade Rue, our very own Renegade Rue. You first all know him. You all love him. We've had him on the show as a guest a few times, but yep. uh, he's actually going to be co-hosting with me next week, so stay tuned. It'll be exciting stay to uh, catch week. up with Rue. Be very excited to hear that show. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Up. Oh, so until two weeks from today, from me, I say Mubark Fluff and Stay Furry Tabin. Say goodbye to our guests. Goodbye to our guests. And thank you. Your guess is as good as mine. When I say thank you, all you first for listening. We love you so much for doing so. I say this all the time, but it means a lot to us. We have a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun talking to each other, educating you, making you maybe and there a little was a bit lot of education tonight. Lots there was of a education. lot of education. We love yes. making you seasick every week because I, I know that's got to be what this show does to you. So um, thank you for that. And until... Until we'll see barely in a few weeks, but until next week when we chat with the wonderful Rue Bunny, I say move bark fluff, bark bark, stay furry, and have a wonderful week. Barely Fur Casting is an Injured Nerve Studio production and is found on all major podcast platforms or can be heard directly at barelyfurcasting.com. The opinions expressed here are those of the hosts and their guests, and no commercial compensation was granted. The Furcast is produced, recorded and directed by Barely Normal, aka Mike Began, and is edited by Barely and our associate editor Rain Raccoon. Opening and closing theme music, as well as some interstitial music, was created for Injured Nerves Productions for the use on the podcast by Reg Day with Damian Tanuki. If you would like to hear more music by Reg Day you can search for Tweezerbeak on Bandcamp or Hoop Loop Tunes on SoundCloud. Other interstitial and background music by Shane Ivers through SilvermanSound.com, Gator Tots on SoundCloud.com, and the YouTube Free is Library. Social media presences is maintained by Ziggy the Mean Weasel. Transformation Station is written and directed by Lux Operon with Rain Raccoon and is edited by Rain Raccoon. If you would like to send us a message you can do so via email at barelyfurcasting at gmail.com or on our Telegram chat at bfftchat, on Twitter, on our Facebook page, or on the barelyfurcasting.com webpage. 
You can help support the show through donations at ko-fi.com forward slash barely furcasting or through Patreon at patreon.com forward slash barely furcasting. Thanks for listening. We hope you come back and listen next week.